0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the crime head, apparently, <laughs> from last episode. And I'm Dane, the
1: space head. And uh, we still have our third head uh, grown.
2: Uh, uh, it's Sharif. It's me. I'm back. I guess I'm the parasitic oh, head. still here. Still here. Never left.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. But you can't get rid of me you're now. a
1: parasite.
2: I'm a parasite, yeah. I'm one of those those isopods that replace the tongue on a fish. You know? <laughs> yes. Gross. That's my flavor of a parasite. <laughs> Mega nasty. Mega nasty.
0: Yeah, those are fucking gross things. Um, okay. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Like, right now, we're going to play a game. I want to so, That's right. We're gonna Cosmo um,
1: has a little adventure set up, and uh, continuing our, you know, well, we talked about character creation and backstories um, a lot. So now we're gonna have to put that uh, in action.
0: Yeah, this mm-hmm. is gonna be a uh, very much character-focused thing, um, and what what I mean by that is it's gonna be all about the characters you create. And the twist, I guess, is there going to be some stuff. There's going to be some stuff that you don't have a choice about. I'm going to tell you things about who you are, and you're going to come up with characters, and you're going to play more characters than usual. And listeners, you're going to see why that's fun and interesting, and we'll talk about all of it uh, at the end in a little debrief. But right now, we're going to get started on an adventure. Alright, if we're starting an adventure...
2: Oh my god, that was beautiful. One, two, three. Let's go. (laughs)
0: Alright. So, here's a little primer. Alright? And remember, you guys are going to be playing multiple characters, so... Mm -hmm. Um, You don't know who you are yet? Here's just a little intro. Uh, You all live in the town of Starfall, which is a fairly typical... Medieval fantasy community. Um, it's a walled city. Not city. It's you know a small walled town built around a castle. With outlying farms. And woods around it. And a river that runs by. Because that's where you build your cities. Um, small town. Probably less than a thousand people. In this. Mm, middle. Middle ages. Fantasy setting. All right. Um, all of you. All of your characters are 16 or 17. so this year yep. you became adults in you know medieval law terms. This is uh, your first year as adults in the in the community. You're gonna find out who you are in the community in a little bit here. Um, and it is summer. The Festival of Starlight, a annual summer celebration of food and crafts among local citizens and visiting merchants, tradesmen, and performers. That's where we're going to begin. So uh, I'm doing stuff a little bit differently here. If you've listened to some of our other live play stuff, uh, we're not really playing the Eclipse Engine tonight. I'm playing a super simplified version of Dungeons and Dragons. So AC as defense, basically um, health and a proficiency bonus. That's all you're gonna have. Um, let's alternate between you two. Um, start with you, Sharif. Let's do it. Give me a D12 roll. Let me find a D12 in this magic sack. Well,
2: oh, that's a good sound.
0: And you just heard all the <laughs> the goodies, all, My the, jewels! all the goodies.
2: This is twelve. Confirmed.
0: One. Good One. place to start. Okay, your first character is an apprentice bard in the town of Starfall. Your AC is 11. And so for everyone's edification, AC in Dungeons & Dragons is your armor class. Uh, It represents how hard it is to hit you. But in this, it extends to everything else. It's your general defense. If someone is trying to find you, it's against your AC. If tr- someone is trying to intimidate or scare you, it's against your AC. AC is the stat that you defend with against everything. Um, your health is four, and your proficiency bonus is one. I'm
2: so, so yeah.
0: if you do, if you do an action that fits with what you consider your character to be proficient in, you get to add a one to your roll. That's all. Uh, Dane, give me your first D12. Ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. Uh, your first character is a tavern server. You work in the local <laughs> tavern, the Falling Star, or the Shooting Star. Shooting. The star. Shooting Star. Your AC is also eleven. Your HP is also four, and your proficiency is also one. Sharif, what's your next one? Alrighty. righty. uh well, reroll
2: because I hit a ten, right?
0: No, you can also. You can have it. So All your right. next one yeah, is also together, a tavern right? server.
2: Nice.
0: Uh, AC11, HP4, proficiency plus one. Uh, the reason I'm doing it this way, for our listeners' benefit, um, I think this is going to be a fun exercise where the uh, the template of your character is not something you come up with. I'm going to tell you who you are, and it's okay if there's you know more than one in... The same job, it makes sense. There's multiple people serving at the right. tavern, stuff like that. What's going to be fun about this as we get into it is, you know, how are you going to make how are you going to make your tavern server different from his tavern server? How do you know each other? Stuff like that. But we'll get into that as we go. Dane, what's your next one? Eight, eight. Uh, you are a poacher. Ooh. And maybe your family isn't all poachers because that's you know kind of criminally, but. You live around Starfall, mm-hmm. and you make your living, you know, selling meat and furs and skins and stuff, and you don't necessarily do it legally. Close the cosmos heart. <laughs> your AC <laughs> is 12, your health is 5, and your proficiency is also 1. 9. 9. You are a rat catcher. <laughs>
2: of the rats in the
0: city let's go all right is that your third one? that's my third yeah okay so you're a rat catcher you work uh you know you're kind of you're significantly lower class in medieval society yeah you do pest control you that was my first
2: job pest control
0: yeah yeah Yeah. you hit rats with a stick you (laughs) you know you, you, keep the, you keep the grain safe, and you go in the sewers, and you make sure you know nothing big and nasty is hanging out. Listen,
2: maybe I'm not the most attractive or the most renowned, renowned character in this, in this little hovel that we've got going on, this little, <laughs> this little village, but I do a pretty essential job.
0: Starfall's pretty nice, but they're not above, so it's small, but it's doing okay, but they're also not above the you know, medieval classism. So no matter how affluent the town is, no matter how much of a service you provide, the Rat Catcher is still, you know, eh. Oof. not everyone loves the Rat Catcher. Boils at all, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. All right, Dane, your last one. Oh, I need my stats. Oh, yeah, sorry. Rat Catcher. AC 11, health 5, oh, proficiency so. plus 1.
2: Damn. I'm a healthy boy, though. All that time in the sewers. Three.
0: Three. All right, Dane, your third character is uh, the Executioner's Apprentice. Hey, I know what I'm going to recommend at Mm -hmm. the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Your AC is 12, your health is 7, and your Proficiency is plus 1. Similar to the Rat Catcher, you provide an indispensable service, you administer justice, you torture uh, bad guys, not necessarily, you know... It's not nice, but it's medieval justice. You also, um, maybe your father or maybe not your father is the, you know, the, the town's official executioner. You are the apprentice.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Now, before you get into the, you know, the fun stuff about who you are and, uh, you know, your name and how you all know each other, stuff like that. For each of your characters, I need you to roll me a d8. So, Sharif, let's start with your first one, the Apprentice Bard. Uh, Actually, name, do you have a name for him? Yeah, his name is Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Schmeichel, the Apprentice Bard. Okay. Uh, um, give me he, a d8.
2: Thank you. Uh, just goes, because just Schmeichel was born with the name Jonathan. Uh, you know, Jonathan, uh, you know, very common name. But uh, when he turned 16, he decided that I'd rather go by Schmeichel. That, that really fits my personality.
0: Okay. You're a bard. You're creating a personality. That's
2: right. That's right. Uh, three was my was my role.
0: Okay, you are terrified of corpses. You're terrified of hanged corpses at the gallows and the dead in the lich yard. That is just a thing that you cannot stand. It gives you the EVGBS. <laughs> okay. Um. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Dane, your first one. Who are we doing this for?
1: Uh, we're doing this for Glenn, the tavern server.
0: Glenn, the tavern server.
1: Uh, that's a D10. Uh, did you roll a D10 too, Sharif? He did. He totally did. I gave him. That was my bad. I gave him the wrong dice. These, these, are, the these, D8s. these are the D8s. Just set
0: me up to fail. Uh.
1: Well, it didn't. So whatever. Shut
2: up. I'm gonna remember that. Now.
0: Three as well. Okay. You're also terrified of corpses. Okay.
2: All right. Sucks to suck.
0: So the uh, the town uh, lychyard or when they have a public ex- execution. I don't know how to spell. Terrifying. You're just you're um, super <laughs> naughty. <laughs> Afraid.
2: You're only a tavern server. Um, No one taught you how to spell. Come on. Or read. <laughs>
0: Corpse is. That's not how you spell corpses either. But we're off to a good we're start. Going
1: We're
2: doing it,
0: all right, Sharif. uh, Next one, you're also a tavern server. So you're you were Gwen, you were Glenn. I'm the tavern server, Gwen. (laughs) That's exciting. It's gonna be confusing. I rolled an eight. (laughs) Okay, rats. You're terrified. (laughs) You're terrified of rats. That's gonna be great. Jesus, he's got a rat catcher on Mm -hmm. his roster. And there's no way to get away from them. Rats Mm -hmm. are everywhere. They, they end are... up in people's homes, especially the tavern. You have, you know, supplies of uh, supplies of drinks, supplies of food, a pantry, a cellar. Right. Rats are just everywhere, and like they give you the heebie-jeebies. You I, can't stand them.
2: I usually have Glenn deal with the rats because <laughs> they freak me out. I deal more with the customer-facing side <laughs> of things.
0: All right, who's who's next over here?
2: Zai, Zai, poacher.
0: That's your your poacher character. Yeah. All right. Eight. Eight. Uh, give me a reroll. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of
2: rats going on here. Two. Yep. <laughs> two.
0: <laughs> two. Like I said, two. Okay. This two. is actually great. Um, so you you, you make your living as a poacher. Yes. But uh, at some point in your past, you witnessed or survived a brutal animal attack. And you have a real hang-up when it comes to the wild animals of the forest. So maybe you do your poaching by trapping instead or something, but, like, you know, wolves, even, you know, deer, especially anything that you feel like could hurt you. <laughs> right. I You're afraid it, you of it. Um, You're afraid of the animals in the in the woods.
1: right, I'm just going to tell you right now, Zai, she gets over her fear, but, like, it still is debilitating. Like, okay. it's hard for her to do her job. She still does her job because that's the only avenue she has left.
0: Okay.
2: But she hates it. Your third guy. Uh, my third girl, girl. Uh, the rat catcher. Mm-hmm. Her name is Sandra.
0: Sandra the rat catcher. Sandra
2: is shockingly well put together. She, like, well, we'll see about that. Incredibly attractive. <laughs> okay. she, usually, she usually wears a hood because she doesn't want to be distracted from her love of, of, of bashing rats. All right. And she's actually very well read. Thank you very much. She, you know, maybe has a lowly job. We'll, we'll get into that stuff later. Two. Two.
0: Give me another one. All right.
2: Yeah, we did that one, didn't we?
0: Four. All right, disease. Wha- you are desperately afraid of uh, afflictions of plague and pox, and when when that comes around, when there's ever like a you know a plague scare every couple of years, you're terrified. You you can't handle that, and uh, the idea of disease, just mm, you don't like it, which makes it sometimes a little difficult for you to go down into the sewers and do your rat-catching duties, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, you do it. Or maybe that motivates her to kill the rats as Mm -hmm. they spread disease,
1: so
2: knock them on the head. Sandra's actually pretty empathetic, you know, and her fear of diseases, she
0: she projects that onto all of her friends and family. so she's protecting everyone from rat fleas. She is. Also,
2: she's so gorgeous that (laughs) she knows that if she were to get a debilitating disease, it would really hinder Mm, her ability.
0: She wouldn't be gorgeous anymore.
2: I'm such a good rat... Killer catcher, because the rats are so attracted to me. They think that I'm, you know, gross. They they think I'm, you know, something to be to to be admired.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, Dame, side note: I
2: am. Uh, yeah. What if
1: you take a look at what's left on your sheet there and just you know number them out and our picking a random number.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Smart. One. Five. And six. I do one. One. All right. Fire. You barely escaped a blaze, or someone you knew died in I think, fire. So this terrible! Is, this is for medieval communities. This is
1: Hans, the executioner's apprentice. He had to help with a burning at the stake, mm. and that freaked him the fuck yeah, out. Okay. Oh, so he does.
0: He fire he bad He can't handle fire. <laughs> um. Okay. Let me uh, just do a quick little recap for myself uh sharif what are your three characters names and their fears my
2: apprentice bard schmeichel schmeichel he is terrified (laughs) of corpses because you know most people would be corpses Corpses are gooey and weird you don't want to touch them or be weird or be near them Mm -hmm. and he's kind of a weirdo i mean schmeichel changed his name from john to mike to schmeichel so
0: (laughs) he's a little bit offbeat you could say okay uh, your tavern server, that's my, Gwen. Gwen, the tavern server, no, right? No, I'm Gwen. No, you're, you're, you're Gwen. G- no, you're Glen. You're I'm Gwen,
2: you're Gwen. No, I'm Gwen. Oh no, don't look, don't, don't look at my words here. You're Glen. I'm Gwen. G-W-E-E. Gwen <laughs> is terrified of rats. Rats. And um, she's got a lot of bravado going on. And mm-hmm. that can sometimes hinder her ability to critically think okay some might call gwen's bravado verging on suicidal
0: okay uh and your rat catcher sandra 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 Sandra
2: is is afraid of diseases she's extremely extraordinarily disease adverse but she is very attractive hyper intelligent super well-read and surprisingly competent for being a rat catcher
0: okay Um, Dane, Sharif kind of gave me the rundown of all of them. I, for my little sticky note, I just need your name and your fear, but why don't you, for the listeners, tell us every...
1: Well, I don't know everything about these people, Um, but, okay, so I have boy, or man Glenn, Mm -hmm. because he's a man now. (laughs) I have man Uh. Glenn, the tavern server, Uh who is afraid of corpses. Corpses also. I have Xi, the poacher... Who survived an animal attack and is now super like, well, just hates her job because you know I've already been attacked once and like I don't want to get attacked again because it sucked. Mm-hmm. And then I have Hans, the executioner's apprentice, who is afraid of fire because
0: the burning at the stake traumatized him. Mm. I imagine it would traumatize a lot of people. Yeah, I but think so. Also, I maybe the like the standards of what did and didn't traumatize people. If you grew up around so much death, maybe right. for some people it wouldn't bother you so much, but uh, yeah, it didn't.
1: Hans is one of the people that bothers.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um.
2: Hans is kind of a bitch, just saying. <laughs> Hans <laughs> is gonna kick your ass. I'd like to see Hans get even close to Sandra, because <laughs> Sandra is freaking slick, man. Let's see.
1: Mm-hmm. What if Hans is gay?
2: Sandra still not let him get close to him. <laughs>
1: I meant like he's not interested. She, he thinks she's fugly.
2: Well, he needs to wear his glasses. Like, oh, <laughs> there ain't no glasses, objectively, here, dude. Objectively, I mean. Have All, right, you seen next. All right, Um
0: All right. So now we need to get into a little bit. So uh, it's a fairly small town, as I said before, less than a thousand people. So of what you might consider. <laughs> <laughs> of, of what you might consider your guys' graduating class as 16, 17-year-olds now, like transitioning into full adulthood in this medieval community, mm-hmm. um, you six are, you represent most of your age group. Okay. So, uh, how, how do you all know each other and... You know, all, are you all pretty good friends, or some of you siblings? So, so are you? Gwen and Glenn are definitely
2: twins, right? Like, yeah, we're
0: twins. Okay. Our parents yeah. didn't very
2: care yeah. much for us. That
0: makes sense so a lot. They just like
2: Gwen, Glenn, whatever. Get out of my house, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I think I think Schmichael's an out of towner. Okay, he's not really from around here, and he kind of showed up as this offbeat weirdo. That makes like, sense. Oh, your name tag says John. No, I'm Schmeichel.
0: Yeah, all and right, he dude. Drifted into the tavern, and now he's,
2: you
0: know being a bard. Right, so he's not part of the graduating class, but he's assimilated pretty well.
2: He's like that kid at the lunchroom that wants to eat the, eat the bug, eat the cockroach, you know, and everyone's <laughs> like, alright, Schmeichel, go ahead, man.
0: He's a performer.
2: He's a performer. Everyone knows him. Alright. Um, he's a little offbeat.
0: Okay. Perfect. Uh, what about, um, what about Sandra the Ratcatcher and...
2: Well,
1: hold on here. Yeah. That's, so, Glenn and Gwen. Um... So our parents kind of threw us out, Mm, right? Right. That's why we picked up work at the tavern. Yes. When we were like, you know, 11 or 12, right? Right. So we've been working there for a while. Right. Um, So we kind of, you know, they know a lot of uh, the town's folk and, you know, the adults and whatever, right?
0: Um, Let me interject real quick. Um, So the tavern keepers, uh, you know, probably a family-run establishment, they don't have any kids, the mm, the yeah. the couple that that ran it, so they they took you in. Nice, but they've also never really been uh, great. Parents. Overtly paternal. Okay. They um you know they they treat you nice. They're not nasty. Mm. Um, there's no you know there hasn't been any like big wars in your lifetime. There hasn't been any reason to like turn you guys out. So you know you guys have worked at the tavern. And done a pretty good job and everything's been fine. But mm-hmm. also, they've never been, like, loving parents. They've never really, like, adopted you. You've always been kind of at arm's at arms distance. Okay. Yeah.
2: Glenn and Gwen, we look out for each other. G-Squad. Yeah. G-Squad. G we G go squad. back to our G roots. Squad. We look out for each other. Yeah. Right? We didn't, we, didn't have, we didn't need parents. We <laughs> had each other. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, Sandra's the prom queen. I mean, absolute prom queen. I mean, she was, she was of the graduating class. She was the one that everyone's like, she's the best was yeah, catcher wasn't, we've
0: ever seen. It but, wasn't that literal. It's not actual, like, <laughs> medieval high school. High school, you yeah. Know. You come up, you come up in, like, your family business. Gwen's
2: locker was decorated with, like, <laughs> amazing <laughs> images of the paladins of the day. Yeah, like, uh-huh. everyone, yeah, she was, she's the star. Okay. So everyone knows her just just based on, you know, her being the, the the belle of the ball.
0: Is everyone, like, why is a beauty like that down in the sewers all day? Well, she's so good at what
2: she does, you know? Oh. So she never really reached for anything else because she goes home at night and reads by candlelight, you know? And she uses mm-hmm. the, the rat guts to, to or the rat tallow to, to make her own candles because she's that competent <laughs> in survival and doing what mm-hmm. she does, you know? Does, of, how, how much
1: interaction does she have with, like, you know, the pub and...
2: Glenn and Gwen. She doesn't have time for that stuff. She keeps to herself. No. She's she's above everybody else. Come on. This is Sandra we're talking about. Sure.
0: (laughs) She doesn't go to the pub
2: for a drink after work? Mm, She she minds her own business. Okay. She really does. All right. All right. Um, Hans,
1: great buddy with Glenn. Okay. Like, you know. They're the same age, you know, Hans comes in after, you know, helping his master with executions or tortures or whatever. And it's kind of like, I need a fucking drink. And, you know, so I don't know what Gwen, how she feels about Hans. She's
2: got a big old crush on Hans. Oh. Yeah. Nice. She's
0: got a
1: big old crush on Hans. I don't think Hans knows that.
2: Now Gwen's not very good at this whole, you know, okay. flirtatious thing. She's a little, she's got too much bravado, but not in the charismatic, like, sure. flirtatious more. More like mm. oh, I'm gonna break this table with my, with my freaking muscles. <laughs> uh, Hans
1: <laughs> is also his grandfather is the executioner. Okay, his parents are dead, so he's like, I don't have any parents. And his grandfather was like, Well, you can come be an executioner with me. And he's
0: like, mm-hmm. I guess you know that's better than... Was that maybe a, a drop in, like, social standing? Were his parents also executioners? Um. But he didn't have anywhere think, else to I go? Think worked. I think they
1: weren't. I think they tried to break the mold. Uh-huh. And his grandfather, the guy who raised him, is really pissed off at his mother for taking his son me mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The reason, Son dead, followed in right, the, the reason why they're dead. The reason why they're dead is because they didn't follow in the executioner's path, mainly due to the wife. So they went off Hans's mother. Yes, Hans's mother. So, so his
0: parents went off and
1: tried something. Yes, and they, it got him killed. Is mm-hmm. at least in the terms of you know Hans's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, not not fair. Maybe not because he's you know old and set in his right. ways,
0: but that's how he views the yes. situation. Right. which
1: is right. what Hans grew up in, and like you know maybe he was like uh, two when his parents died, mm. so he, so never he knew doesn't them. know that. Yeah. Well, like he like barely remembers yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Mm.
2: Right? Does he troll around the tavern for stories of his parents because he like misses them and has, feels like he's missed out on knowing these extraordinary people that were not no? Executioners?
1: He he is fully bought into the Kool Aid of his grandfather. And is mad at his parents.
2: Oh, that's a tragedy. Yeah. His art, his artistic parents that went out and they were painters and they were, you know, they were sculptors and they got killed because the marble statue fell on them. He's, he's really missing out on a lot of cultural experience. I don't think that's how it happened. Oh, but,
1: okay. All <laughs> right. Um, so this is, you know, fantasy world, right? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, So I'm thinking Zy's a half-elf. Okay. Which is why she is a poacher, right? Doesn't fit into regular society. Ah, You know, she can't... She's not lucky enough to get a a rat catcher job, right? Mm. They don't want to hire a half-elf. So, the only way she can sustain herself is through poaching. Okay. Um, And her dad, who was a full-elf, taught her all she knew. Um, Mother is absent. Mother couldn't deal with uh, the social... um,
2: Mother was an elf.
0: She didn't want to come into the city, right? No, mother no, mother, mother. was a elf. Oh, is that right, Did yeah. I miss Yes. That? Yes. This oh. is a half elf. So, elf father mm-hmm. taught her elf stuff, yeah. wood stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the social, like,
1: I don't know, like, you know, looking down their nose at her for having a kid with, a ha- uh, with an elf. Mm. Right. So she was just like, you know what? I'm moving to a new city, starting again. So she's just gone. Mother is gone.
2: Wow. All right. These depressing storylines, man. Good Lord. <laughs> trauma.
1: It's all trauma.
2: Trauma These creates personality, I guess.
1: All right. Um. Zai also really hates Sandra.
2: Naturally. I mean, <laughs> come on. How could you not? She's so mm-hmm. good at what she does. Yeah. Also, Sandra has just, like, the most adoring family, you know? <laughs> Both Sandra's parents were, like, just... The absolute best rat catchers that the king <laughs> ever had. Like, he has portraits of them next to, <laughs> next to his, like, servants and cooks because they were such good rat catchers. They're the only rat catchers to ever be infamed among this, on this king's wall.
1: Damn, that some good Jocelyn rat catchers.
2: Lots, he's got, she's got a lot to grow she got a lot to live up to. But um, I think she's got what it takes. think that
1: pressure ever gets to her?
2: Well, I don't know. She keeps to herself a lot. So if it does, nobody would You're know. Running her, you... Why don't you know? She keeps to herself, so I'm not going to tell you what goes on inside Sandra's head. The listener,
1: like, I get it. Like, you don't want to tell me because I'm also playing, but like, the listeners might want to know, man.
2: Well, anybody in Sandra's shoes definitely has a lot of self-doubt, but she hides that, you know, and she's, she, 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 her friends are books. This is my surface face. Exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) All right, um, (laughs) next step. All right. So, Now we're kind of getting into the adventure a little bit. So, as I said before, uh, the Festival of Starlight is the thing that's going on here. It's a summer, just, you know, multi-day celebration that happens uh, outside the walls of Starfall and also, like, inside at the Marketplace. Um, And you guys have been looking forward to it for a while. And what's happening now is all of you... Don't have work to do. It's, uh, Mm. you know, either, you know, you just don't have to do any work today because you kind of run your own schedule. Like Sandra. Day off. Mm. Or uh, for Glenn and Gwen. Hashtag (laughs) twinning. Your, you know, your surrogate, you know, your surrogate parents. They're like, yeah, you guys can have the first night of the festival, you know, to hang. But, like, when all the people start showing up, when it starts getting busy, you're going to need to be in the tavern. We need you, you know, we need you on deck. So, you get one night to go hang out. Hans doesn't have any executions to do. Um, and, uh, you know, Zai is maybe come to town
1: Maybe come to the and, festival you know, grounds outside drop the walls because off, yeah.
0: off some meat or whatever she's dropping off some stuff and maybe she timed that is a she, he or she. she she maybe she timed that on purpose so that she could you know enjoy a night or two of the festival um, and Schmeichel <laughs> is uh, you know first night of the festival um, whoever is the kind of like master bard at the at the shooting star. Doesn't really want him around because, Mm. you know, like, yeah, I'll I'll teach you some tricks. I'll help out, and you can, like, play the slow nights, and I Mm. will teach you what I know. You're the apprentice bard. But tonight, first night, I'm doing it all myself. I'm getting all the tips. I'm getting all the free drinks. You can open for me tomorrow night or whatever. Gotcha. So all of you are kind of... um, a little bit in the wind tonight, and the festival is beginning in the in the early evening out on the uh, the field outside the gates of Starfall. Um, and so, as you guys, you know, some of you are are close, some of you are not. All of you have a friend in common. In uh, Otto, the. Ooh, the the apprentice um, mage, the apprentice to the to the court wizard. Nice. And um, you'd all plan to meet Otto out in the, you know, uh, out in the festival grounds and you know be hanging out. So all of you guys maybe aren't right together right now, but you're out in the festival it's early evening sun's still out uh high summer and you know everything's everything's nice and fun everyone's setting up lanterns everyone's setting up their stalls selling food selling you know goods people have come from out of town traveling performers and tradesmen and stuff and everyone's like getting into it um is this like regular like western hemisphere you know yes kinda, um you know
1: Europe, yeah. y right? It's for, not like far north. No, India, no, so, yeah. Uh, for
0: for stuff that we've been talking about, it's uh, and you'll get to plug this at the end. Um, but it's like it's like medieval Germany, thirteen hundreds. Sweet. That's the. But it's fantasy. It's not actually you know history. So Western Europe, um, deep forests, uh, deep forests around. You know, cities, points of light of civilization built on riversides and, you know, clearings or hillsides in the forest. So, that is where you are, um, and you had arrangements to meet your friend Otto, the, uh, the apprentice wizard, the, the novice at the, at the court, because it's medieval, but it's also fantasy, so there's... So the festival's going on at the court? Um... It's like outside of the city in the fields. Okay. Not the city, the town. It's a small walled town, big fields outside of it, farms, forest. There's a fairgrounds that's what's happening. So um, you were, you were wanting to meet your friend, Otto. He said he had something fun mm. and he, uh, you know, wanted to show you guys and he wanted everyone to hang out. Not all of you are friends with each other. That is correct. But all of you are friends with Otto. Yes. Gotcha. So, you guys are on your own recognizance as teens as the uh, as the festival is beginning, and it's early evening, and you're out in the you're out in the fairgrounds. Um,
1: what are you all to All right. Well, Zai is um, probably still on the clock. Mm-hmm. You know, quotes. Um, very convenient for her in the clock. Uh, <laughs> this is a dodgeball reference. <laughs> she, uh, She's probably dropping off, like, some squirrels or whatever for, like, you know, the guy who has... To the tanner. Who has, well, I was going to say meat on a stick cart. Oh, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Squirrel on a stick. Yeah. For the, yeah,
0: festival food. For the festival, right.
1: Nice. You know, so she's got, like, probably her, you know, gear on and with her and, you know, a stringer of rabbits. Or, nope, squirrels. That's what I said. Yeah, you know, stringer of squirrels and is, like, you know... I'm gonna drop these off and then I'm gonna go hang out with Otto mm-hmm. um, so that's what she's doing I think I think Gwen and
2: Glenn are together with Hans it, with Hans Hans is hanging out too, and they're like you know?
1: they're doing like a a
2: fair game maybe yeah um, they're, they're, um, they're they're bopping the moles you know the the hit a mole game yeah, but it's real moles something. it's mm-hmm. real whack-a-mole it's real bloody you know <laughs> It's real whack-a-mole they're playing it um, Gwen is dominating Whack-a-Mole because she's good at this shit. Beating things, you know, especially with mallets, she's all mm. about it. Glenn's kind of a bitch, she's not so good at it. You're. Well, whoa, well, well, buddy.
0: You're doing one of the sins, man. Yeah. What's the sins? You, you can't tell. Me my you can't tell other people who their characters I'm are, just, I'm not just, even if you're the I'm game, game master. Sister.
1: You might think I'm bad at it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because you're my sister. (laughs) You can't tell another person's character that they are such and such.
2: Listen, I was born two minutes and 45 seconds before you, so I am inadvertently just entirely better than you are. So, everything. First is worst. Mm.
0: First is worst. First is worst. Worst. First is worst. (laughs) Gwen,
2: Glenn, and Hans are playing a festival game. Okay. Fratty, not fratty, but like fraternizing together Mm -hmm. and hanging out and and being being meatheads together. Uh, uh, Question:
1: Does Glenn know that Gwen has a crush on Hans?
2: I think there's a little bit of twinning, twinning, hashtag twinning, like, you know, mental mental knowledge between the two of them. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so Glenn is probably, like, trying to get Hans to, like, you know, oh, show, her, show her how it's done, you know. Right. And then he's right. like, what are you talking about?
2: And Gwen's pretty unaware of any sort of, like, actual, you know, flirtation going on between the two of them. She just likes him and wants to show him how good she is at bashing moles on the head. Because that's what she'd do. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Sandra is, she's kind of off by herself eating, like, you know, uh, a, uh, a lollipop or perhaps, you know, what was the medieval equivalent of a lollipop? Maybe
0: a honeycomb? A honeycomb, yeah. She, she's eating a honeycomb.
2: She's kind of licking her fingers, looking all, like, you know... Absolutely, D- dressed to the nines.
0: Do you need a break? <laughs> as like, much as a rat catcher. Do we need to can pause be, do we need do we to we go take care of something? As, yeah. as much as a rat
2: catcher can be dressed up to the nines, Sandra. <laughs> <the> and <laughs> like um, she's kind of watching all of the other, you know, kids or young men, young women of of her age, just just dance around, act a fool. Mm-hmm. Well, she's sitting there thinking about astrophysics and tectonic plate movements, you know, and she's really. Mm putting her head to the grindstone about that You know what I'm imagining
1: now, actually, is Sandra is, like, the little... Sandra is, like, the little girl cut out from Men in Black. Like, coming out of the library with, like, quantum physics books.
0: Yeah. Those books are way too advanced for her, (laughs) man. She's the only weird one. (laughs) She's the only weird one.
2: Yeah, that might be Sandra. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright. So, uh... You guys all because even though not all of you are best friends or siblings. Um, you all were supposed to meet Otto, um, but you—you know—started doing other stuff. You came at different times. As the uh, as an hour or so passes out in the fair, you kind of draw together because you're all looking for him, and you you don't find your friend Otto anywhere mm. um, in the in the festival. You're, and you haven't looked everywhere, but so you just it, like you haven't run across him yet, and as you guys have been kind of searching for your friend as you enjoy the evening, you've uh, started to group together.
1: So was it like Otto's invitation?
0: Was it kind of like, oh, Otto, meet
1: me at the fair, or meet me specifically here at this time?
0: It was just like, let's hang out at the fair. And he was also like, I think I got something cool to show you.
1: Okay. Ooh. All
0: right. And all of you... You know, either together, like, Glenn and Gwen probably hung Mm -hmm. out with him together and heard that. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of you separately like, hey, cool thing. Uh
1: Um, So, if if Zai catches Sandra, like, you know, also searching for Otto, she, like, does, like, a big eye roll and just, like, "Eh, you didn't tell me she was going to be here. (laughs) Damn it.
0: Who is Zai cool with?
1: Uh, I think she's pretty cool with Hans. Out of out of the the character rosters we have, she's probably the best friends with Hans.
0: Okay. All right. Um, so, you know, not a fan of Sandra. Kind of roll your a little bit. A little bit of tension. Tension in the group that I don't think anyone um, can can ignore. Mm-hmm. Quick, give me a roll as Sandra. No proficiency. Will give me a d twenty. Yep. Twelve. What's uh AC of twelve. A C of twelve. Okay. Um Sandra can kinda detect it.
2: Yeah, of course she can.
0: You know? She's like, Yeah. I'm not really friends with her either.
2: Right. And I know she's giving me the stink eye, but come on, I'm not gonna bother myself with and Sandra's not gonna yeah. belittle herself to be to, to, to break Zy down to what she is, you know. Racial makeup. Don't be racial. <laughs> but she's gonna be like, you know what, I don't care who this chick is. She can't hit rats as good as I can hit rats. Mm. And also, my nails are on fleek right now, so nobody can touch me.
0: <laughs> um, so, as you guys are kind of like milling about, a little bit awkward, because you didn't plan to meet up, but now you've mm-hmm. like met up together, and it's kind of like, what do we do next? Uh, this, you know, like, awkward teenage situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Hans's grandfather, the town executioner, he walks by. What's his name?
1: Um, I'm going to go with
0: Schmidt. Schmidt? Schmidt. All right. Uh, so Master Schmidt, uh, Meister. Meister, Meister Schmidt, oh, yeah. Meister Schmidt walks by um, and he sees you all there and he sees Hans and he knows Glyn and Gwyn and he knows all of you and he doesn't know, you know, who's into who and who's dating who and he's, you know, he's, trauma. he's like, he's like the dad who, you know, forgets your friends, even yeah. though he's met him a couple of your times. <laughs> yeah, my dad. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. <laughs> Uh, so he sees you all, and he, you know, wishes you uh, a good evening, happy festival. And he says, uh, "You guys, you guys all looking for Otto? He, uh, I saw him. There was, um, there was a, there was a young bard, uh, pretty young thing looked like. They went off to the uh, to the Elvish ruins." He said, he says to you guys, um, and you guys all know from living in Starfall, uh, the town is built on. Some the like foundations of an elvish settlement from like a you know a bygone age, like the elves were the Romans, they built everything, and then right. they declined, and now the humans live, hmm. the age of man, yeah, and now a little bit outside of town, there is sort of a like a ruined villa, you know, not a proper house, not even a full building anymore, because it's all fallen apart, but it's like a place where teens hang out. All of you have been there before, all of you like it. It's a cool place to go, you know, neck. Or yeah. get high, or Who says you know. a cool place to go. Neck. Well, uh, Master Schmidt, the old guy, uh. does. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And sometimes, you know, the town watch has to roust you guys from there, from you know, like painting graffiti on the walls and having too rowdy Rousting of a party when yeah. you That's, should be minding your studies. That
2: sounds like. The uh, Team G activity, but you know, <laughs> Schmeichel's not cool enough, and Sandra doesn't have time for that.
0: Yeah. So Meister Schmidt, you know, he says hi to everybody. He doesn't care who's mad at who. He doesn't remember all of your names, but he's like, "You're looking for your friend because he knows Otto. Right, Otto yeah. is the uh, mm-hmm. the you know Common younger thread. son of a noble house with mm-hmm. magical yeah. gifts, and he's the apprentice magician, court wizard, whatever. And he says, uh, "Your friend? He went off with a with pretty young thing to the Elvish ruins. Seemed like." Uh, you looking for him? That's where he went. So you know,
2: Schmeichel being the offbeat, weird one who can't really read, you know, the the social situation. Did I mention he's got a janky leg too? So no. he can't really he can't really walk. You know, <laughs> super sturdy. He kind of like his leg <laughs> kind of goes out leg. and then forward. He got a bow leg. Nobody really knows why. But um, so Schmeichel's kind of like oh like why don't we jolly our way over to the to the villain? Get on over there. And he doesn't even wait for anyone to say anything. He just, he just janks his way mm. out, the, out. Starts the, hobbling. Starts hobbling, yeah. He's really like penguin walking his way out Put there. it down. <laughs> okay, oh, hey, well, give me a minute here.
0: You're making so much noise. I know.
2: I thought you wanted one. All right. <laughs> so Schmeichel, I mean, in a weird way, because usually the weirdo doesn't lead the pack, I think in this but scenario. But he's leading a little bit. I like that. He's kind of just like, what are we waiting for, folks? Yeah. Let's get on our way. All
1: right. Uh, Zai kind of... Now she's part of the group, I guess, and like has to acknowledge being here. She's gonna give Hans a a nice friendly hug. very warm. Zi
0: and Hans are, are they're cool. They're cool.
2: Gwen didn't like that mm-hmm. But she can't really put it into words that she didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But she kind of like crushes a flower. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she's yeah, she's sixteen and she's, she's 16, jealous, she's but also nobody's jelly, saying dude. what they mean right now.
2: Oh, how could you? come on, yeah. I can't even say what I mean. come on Gwen's she's a little upset though.
0: So, in a fug of teenage uh, hormones, <laughs> the six of you set off towards the Elvish ruins. Right, which are uh, not very far away. It's it's obvious that in like the age past, the Elvish ruins were part of the city of Starfall. Now there's like a new human wall around the smaller city, but this like an outlying section, and right. you know it's kind of fallen apart. So it's just like a a little half mile jaunt down the river to a bend where there's some ruins on the edge of the forest. On the way over, Schmeichel sings songs
2: about bending rivers and bending bones. And everyone's like, is he talking about his leg? Or is he just really just weird like that? Mm-hmm. He's talking about his own leg.
0: He's talking like, about his own leg being bent? Just like the river bows, like an oxbow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, That's pretty cool. He's Schmeichel's... Very literal. He's very literal, yeah. But Schmeichel's, uh, you know, he's... Found a way to be okay with with who he is. He's not letting him hold it back. Exactly. He's not he's not letting it hold him he back. He wears his heart on his
2: sleeve, mm. however misshapen his heart is. <laughs> no shame, no shame. I can get behind that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, doesn't take you very long. You guys get there, and you know you're looking around through the. It's not really rooms. It's kind of like. Partially collapsed ceilings on, you know, circular, like, circles of open archways that hold up domes. That's what the elvish ruins are like, but most of it's collapsed. So it's, you know, just going through rubble and partially covered uh, twilight rooms as the evening goes on. mm and uh, you, hear some, you hear some voices kind of, you know, in the ruins. You're know, like, oh, it yeah, sounds like auto people here. Wouldn't be surprising for there to be people here on a festival night. Sure. Probably the younger kids are out and about too, <clears throat> doing stuff. So, you know, you follow and uh, you find um, in a pretty big chamber that's more, not chamber, but like, you know, kind of outdoor area with columns and a collapsed ceiling uh a little less collapsed than some of the other parts with lots of um, carvings in the walls around and Otto, you see kind of across the way in this Otto. in this open place oh so he, he sees you and he waves and he's like hey come over here look at this look at this you guys are just in time and he's pointing at a uh, he's pointing at a carving on the wall which uh, you know, it seems a little intricate, but as you as you get closer, it makes a little more sense. It looks like a carved depiction of a shooting star in the sky, and um, along the bottom are symbols like uh, symbols like uh, like wheat stalks and the sun and uh, like falling snow, and you're like, oh, that looks like seasons. It's like depicting seasons mm-hmm. in a rotation, okay. in like a rotating pattern. And was, there's a lot that, of them.
2: That was very sweet, guys. That, that was very
0: sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, and beside Otto is another figure. Uh, and Schmeichel recognizes... <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing. You named him that. I
2: know, but I just want to see you be all serious and say, and Schmeichel recognizes. <laughs> Anyways.
0: So, uh, it looks like there's, um, there's a figure beside your friend Otto. Otto's dressed in Kind of rich, but also kind of like shabby robes. Like he's not like a court. BB e. Well, he's not a court wizard yet. So mm. he just kind of like has to dress like one, but he doesn't have anything nice. He's just in like robes that are plain. Okay. Um, and there's, there's a young woman next to him, and Schmeichel is like, oh, well, you yeah, know, she. And I don't know how Schmeichel feels about this. Tell me. Uh, she's obviously also like in the. Performers' trade. Mm. She has a she has a little lute on a strap, and um, she's dressed kind of you know party colors and not traveling gear, but like nice you know colorful.
2: I think it's actually Schmeichel's ex from the town that he grew up in, so he kind of knows her, right? Yeah. But she's always was a much more much more but, adequate bard than he was. She was always don't much better
0: develop a training. character that you don't know who they are. <laughs> So you're reminded of it an might, ex.
2: Yeah. Maybe it reminds Schmeichel of an ex, Yeah, from a town he okay. used to know. But so
0: does that put him? Uh, does that put him off? Does that make him a little? Mm? Well, he's
2: always. He's, he's always off. Mm. But it puts him even more off to the point where he starts to feel some creaks in his leg, and he starts to kind of like hobble more than he usually would.
0: Okay. Um. So as you guys are coming up, the uh, the sun is like. Actually, setting it's starting to get dark, and back at the festival fields, there's lots of like torchlight and stuff. But out in the ruins, it's very like gray and twilighty. Um, the sun is sinking behind the trees in the distance. Does anyone else? So, uh... how does everyone else feel about Otto? I guess you you guys are all kind of friends well, with friends. him, but like seeing you know this this other person, what's your?
2: How does I feel about it? Fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no one elf around. No one's
0: crushing on Otto.
2: What do you what? I thought this other character was an elf. No. Where am I picking these things? I up? don't know, man. No, oh,
0: man, you're making it up.
2: I'm making it up as I go. Yeah. Go
1: ahead. Zai's, no, completely cool with it. Kind of just like, yeah, you know, I thought we were gonna hang out at the fair together, but like, you know, whatever. We're doing this now. It's little weird. That's,
2: that's cool. He, he did meet us at the rendezvous, or he's kind of flaky, um, right? Kind of weird.
1: Glenn, uh, Glenn kind of nudges Hans and is like, you know, oh, it's, you know, a pretty romantic sunset. Huh? You know, why don't you, uh, you know, say something and like kind of like nods towards Gwen. Mm.
2: Gwen's picking out a scab at her knee, <laughs> kind of oblivious to the romantic <laughs> setting. Yeah,
0: I thought, but she was the one crushing. She's
2: crushing, but she doesn't know how to really mm. exhibit those. Like, you know, she can't really navigate that. That delicacy also, like, she and... didn't know Glenn was going to do that. Right. 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 <laughs> And while she probably acknowledges that like oh I read about it in a storybook that this could be a romantic setting she's like but this scab is itching me right now so I'm gonna
0: pick that. Okay. So you all kind of gather and there's this carving that Otto is you know hanging out at and looking at and there's this other person he's like hey everybody glad you could make it sorry I I wasn't there Uh, I just met this is my new friend uh, Penny who uh, you know she came to town for the festival and Guys, you're you gotta see this when this happens. I can't believe we never saw this before, but you gotta just like watch this carving as the sun sets. This is perfect, and he like you know doesn't explain anymore. But he's just like super excited, really glad you all are there. But also, he you know wasn't where he said he was gonna be. He, right, he didn't meet you. Right, like. And Gwen, in her bravado, steps up
2: real close to to get a good look at this carving. Okay, she, she wants to get up real close. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to see with my own eyes, touch it
0: with my own hands. Right. As you guys kind of like crowd in, Penny kind of steps back, and she's like, mm, Yeah, mm. what's? Uh...
1: Can I can Zai do a quick um, shifty of uh, Penny? Uh, yeah. And like, what she look like? What she rocking?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, just D twenty. And I'll say with proficiency, because you're a poacher, so you observe stuff and you, you know, sneak about the woods and pay attention to stuff. Uh, seven. Seven plus one? Or uh, six plus one? Six plus one. All right, so seven. Uh, Penny, you know, she just looks like another human girl to you. Is she attractive? Um, yeah, you'd say so.
1: Zy says... But in
0: kind of like an okay. unassuming okay. way. Her mm-hmm. Her clothes are pretty nice. She's well dressed for like the apprentice bard, or maybe even you know she's much better dressed than Schmeichel. Maybe she's even like you know full bard. Yeah.
1: So as as everybody else kind of you know huddles up or, or you know gets closer to, her to view the statue, and Penny kind of steps back. You know Zai steps back with her, and is kind of like,
2: "Hey,
1: <laughs> you know, being subtle. real, yeah. being real subtle, subtle, you
2: know? oh." Like, hey, what's your deal? Like, hey, you know... Come your, here often? What's your favorite movie? Yeah.
0: Penny kind of, like, she she looks at eye and then she looks away and kind of smiles, but then she looks at Otto. Mm. And uh, the sun sinks, and night falls, and as night falls, the carving, which, you know, had, like, stars in the sky and also a, like, a pattern of repeating seasons, mm-hmm. um above and below respectively what looks like a kind of rough depiction of a town or a, a building or something. Um, the stars on the pattern illuminate this, this stone. They, uh, you know, they illuminate as if they are real stars in the sky. They're shining and twinkling brightly. Um, and then you all hear a horrible crunching noise. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and uh, you see Penny And her jaw unhinges like a snake (laughs) down to her pelvis and she chomps down massive fangs on Otto and bites him near in half. And blood sprays everywhere and everyone's horrified as this strange apparition, who you thought was just another teenager, chomps your friend right in front of you. And uh, we're going to just enter a combat, I guess. But... That is where we're going to end it for tonight. Aw, Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to finish the rest of this fight next time. So, uh, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Two Headed Game Master. If you liked any of this, if you like our stuff, check out 2HGM.com. Where you can find the Eclipse engine for free. Always going to be free. Mm-hmm. Download that shit. As well as some other stuff our dungeon creator worksheet. Uh, Link to the Patreon. Yep. Yeah. Patreon. Um, we'd love your support if you can afford it. Um join us next time. We're gonna continue. We're gonna finish this fight against well, we don't know what it is yet, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna finish it. Something's um, gonna happen. We're gonna finish this uh this session on the outskirts of Starfall.
1: Thank uh, thank you again, Sharif, for joining us on these episodes of Two Headed Game Master. Again, our website, two HGM.com. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh thank you also to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song Pontylus Finest as the intro and outro for our podcast and tune in next time.
1: See you next time. What's going to happen?
0: Ooh. This is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs>